Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. I created this show as a way to connect deeper with each of you, to remind you you are not alone, that you were made for the hard shit. As creatives, entrepreneurs, moms, CEOs, we are magic and each of us has a unique gift and purpose to share. I hope you feel encouragement, support, connections, and real, raw, authentic moments as you tune in. Life is not meant to be perfect, so stop and remind yourself that you can find happiness in the day-to-day while building the life of your dreams. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and if you'd like to get weekly words of encouragement, text me the word FRIDAY to 619-332-3045. Here it is, our very first sponsor of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, and I'm so excited because it feels so in alignment with exactly what I'm trying to provide here on this podcast, and that's real tools and real strategies to help you increase your revenue, automate, and systematize your business like never before. Lost Genius is literally the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience inside your salon or spa. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Lost Genius not only empowers you to run your full salon in a stylish and smart way, but also feels supported in every step of the way. For a limited time, they're offering listeners 50% off for the first two months if you go to the link in the bio and enter the promo code. So that promo code is BEINSPIRED22. That's B-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-22. All this will be in the link in the show notes. If you guys haven't tried Gloss Genius yet, I highly recommend them. Tell them Jess sent you. Punch in the promo code for 50% off two months for new users only. As you guys know, I don't always make a separate intro for my podcast episodes, but today I had to because it was such a powerful conversation with Kara Ayala. And we talked all about money and ways that you can invest your money that you might be missing out on. Kara is a mentor and advocate for women, wives, and moms. She's been married to the love of her life for 22 years and is a mom to three amazing young adults. She has started and sold many successful businesses with her husband. They are both now real estate investors providing affordable housing in 13 states and own construction and property management companies. She is now the founder of Rain & Co., podcast host of Marriage, Money, and Mayhem, and she believes that women can be successful while at the same time having amazing marriages and incredible children. The conversation that we just had was so impactful and I had so many takeaway aha moments that will all be covered in the show notes. I could read them all off to you right now, but some of the biggest takeaways that we talked about was ways that you could start creating opportunity for future investments, future giving opportunities, and future vacations that you want to take. So if that's not enough for you to listen all the way through to this episode, I don't know what is. She gave us some really strategic ways that we could start to make our money work for us. And I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. It was such a beautiful conversation with an epic human. And I'm just really grateful that she gave us her time because she is a true legend. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio, with another incredible guest to share with you today. And I was just saying to her that um, I love love bringing on guests that are maybe a further range away from what we're actually living in and, and doing ourselves personally, because I really want to show what's possible uh, when you can see the, the future version of what is possible, if that makes sense. So today I'm joined by Kara. She is somebody that I've admired from, I guess, afar from Instagram, from like by way of friends of friends of friends. We were just um, catching up on a friend of ours that we have in common. And, you know, I think 
this is something I continuously talk about on the podcast and putting yourself in rooms and around people that are going to introduce you to new people that may not even be anywhere near in the industry that you're in, but they're doing things that inspire you to think differently than what you're currently doing. So that's what I hope to bring with you with this episode. Um, Kara, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be here and I love what you're doing and how you're creating so much value for the beauty industry. Thank you. I, I feel like I tell, I've told this story several times uh, to the listeners. And, you know, when I had joined Fast Foundations back in early 2019, it was with the intent of, I thought, getting out of the industry because I thought, well, there's a cap on how much hairdressers can make and, you know, salon owners. And I had told myself this whole ass story that, you know, this isn't where I was supposed to be. I was supposed to go on to the next thing. And that wasn't in my industry. And when I started having these conversations and learning all these things, real business shit, right? Real foundational business skills that weren't taught to me in the industry. Um, I was like, no, 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 I have to turn around and make sure that my community knows what's possible and can figure out ways that they don't feel like I did for all those years, like stuck in the same place, not sure where to put their money, how to actually budget, save their money, how they could maybe not train time for money in the future. Future. So I know we're going to talk a lot about that on this episode. And I'm just so excited because you and your husband have done so much. It's like literally incredible. I feel like your edification book could be like, you know, a 21 page like sheet. And that's so cool because you look like you're about, I don't know, 22. So like... <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so tell, tell the, tell the beauty fam a little bit about who you are and, um, just like our kind of connection. Cause I think we met through like multiple people that we know from Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm Kara Ayala. Um, as she said, I am an entrepreneur, um, investor, and mostly an advocate for women and really taking control of their money. Um, I'm really big on family. Um, I don't know how far you wanted me to go with my story. Um, <laughs> I was two years old. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. No, I'm, um, I, I think so I want, go ahead. Well, I just, um, I'm just thinking back in the beginning of, you know, I married really young, my husband and I, Mike, we married when I was 19, um, and had our first baby when I was 20 and really had no plans of ever being entrepreneurs or, you know, my husband was always had the entrepreneurial bug in him, but I didn't really have that desire to do that. Didn't really ever have that model for me. Um, and so just kind of in that season, I worked at a doctor's office. He was a plumber by trade. And, you know, our biggest focus was our family and still is to this day of making sure that we were spending time with our family. We wanted to be the parents who were actually present with our kids. And that was really big for us. And um, I, we had two kids and then I got pregnant with our third. And my husband was working out of town for the entire nine months that I was pregnant with her. And I had two little toddlers. I was basically a single mom. And one day, you know, we just looked at each other and we're like, why are we doing this? Why are we working our ass off? And sorry if I can't cuss on here. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, and missing, you know, we're doing exactly what I thought would happen if you became an entrepreneur, you'd miss out on your family. So at that point, we were living our worst case scenario. And we decided to just go in all in on ourselves and opened a plumbing and HVAC company. Um, that's kind of how we got started, uh, quickly realized that we had kind of fought ourselves a job. It did really well. Um, we scaled it quickly and that's how we kind of started getting into real estate and making our money, putting our money to work for us. Um, and there's just a whole, whole line of things that have happened in between then, but I guess that's kind of the beginning part of how we got into what we do. And, um, really my heart for others of showing what's possible for anyone, because I'm not anybody special. So 
Well, I think you're pretty special, but that's one of the things I think that's most like relatable um, about you and your husband is that like, even though I knew you guys had had a lot of success in, in investing and all the things that you do, I, I, until I went down the rabbit hole, I didn't quite know all the things. And I'm like, Oh my God, like literally you should have to pay like a fee to kind of talk, talk to you even like this. And there's just the amount of things that you guys have accomplished since you guys started that business. Um, is exactly why like you need to be shouting from the rooftops what is possible and again that's not maybe the path for everybody not everybody wants to do all the things that you do because i know a lot of it probably came with a ton of sacrifice even though you look back and you're like but i love how you said we were living our worst case scenario that is a perfect example of where i was when i decided to make a change to and to educate myself further on what is possible it was a good decent place to be like you guys were probably making ends meet life was all right even though he wasn't around you know he wasn't in the military you could have like you're like oh first world problems my you know i'm i'm a stay at home right we always want to like downplay but really at the end of the day I think screaming from the rooftops, it's okay to want more. It's okay to want better. It's okay to like actually want to be parents that spend time with their children. Uh, some parents don't want to. So maybe this podcast isn't for you, but if you do want that and in the future, whether you have kids now or later, you know, you guys have proven that model. And I think having those core values together as a couple, A, has kept you married, right? And then kept you with the vision of why, because I think a lot of people struggle with why am I doing what I'm doing? And if you're rooted in family and you're rooted in, oh, we want to spend time with our family, um, it's so much easier to get through the hard days, even though like when you started the company, you're like, we basically created ourselves a job, but it was for the greater good of like having a family business and like you can see the end game and maybe even at one point you could sell that business for something, right? So you guys are now full-time real estate investors and you also provide affordable housing for people. So I, how did you even get into that? And how did you even like have the courage to get into real estate, right? So you're doing well in this business and you come into some money or the business is doing well, like walk me through that. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people in my industry that are probably doing pretty well. They've thought about, you know, investing at some level but they're not quite sure where to go. They don't have like a trusted person to tell them what to do. Yeah. Um, well, I think the first thing that happened is we hired a coach with our business because, you know, we're, we didn't know what we were doing. We had never owned a business. We didn't have that model to us. So we hired a coach and they started asking us, you know, they helped us so much with, you know, like what you're talking about, the foundations of what it means to own a business and all of the practices you need to put in place. But then they started asking us more personal questions like, um, you know, what, where are you going to be in 10 years? Like we hadn't thought, you know, two years ahead, let alone 10 years. And so that question really, and it was really the, the question too, of when I said we had bought ourselves a job, that's when we realized it is because they were like, if you, if your business isn't providing you the lifestyle that you want, then you really just own a job, you know, becoming a business owner is, is a great privilege. But then when you, you know, it's a lot more responsibility too. So I think like you have to just like, it's, it's more responsibility. And then how do you scale that with other people, leveraging other people in your business, and then also um, getting your money to start working for you. And so we knew a couple people who were in real estate. Um, we set a goal when that question was presented to us to buy two single family properties a year for the next 10 years, or maybe 20 years, I can't remember. Wow. Um, and we figured if we did that, it'd be nice and slow and steady. And by the time we wanted to retire from our business that we had created, um, we could retire off of that with the cash flow. 
Um, and as you know, once you start like putting things like that out there, once you start setting those goals and saying, this is what I'm going after, it comes really quickly because you're searching for it, right? Your eyes are open and you began searching for it. So first year we did just that. We bought two single family homes. And then the second year we, um, bought our first mobile home park, which is where the affordable housing um, comes in. So what had happened with that is I we were doing a lot of work at this mobile home park and um, with our business, with the HVAC business and plumbing business. And this lady was in trouble. So she called us. She said, I need to get out of this. I want $70,000. You can take over the loan. I feel like it was like $300,000 at that point. Um, basically, we didn't have $70,000 to give to this lady. But we knew that it was a good deal. So we went to a mentor and he was like, you're lucky you're my friend or I would steal this from you <laughs> because it was such a good and great deal. Like it just was presented to us. And, it, you know, it's interesting because I remember Mike driving me through this mobile home park and me being like, we're going to actually pay money for this. Like, and I think that's a great lesson in not judging what something looks like and not always going after what is like sexy and, you know, seems really cool online, oh, um, Yeah, <laughs> which, which, you know, um, you know, in social media right now, like you want to do all these fancy things, but really the cash flow was there. And so we ended up borrowing money from that mentor to get 70,000 to get into the deal. Um, but since then, you know, we just kind of never turned back. So we kept buying single family homes, but um, and commercial properties in our own portfolio ended up selling our business, um, the HVAC business in 2014, and then went all into just um, investing. So now we have properties in 13 states. Mostly we invest in mobile home parks. Um, but, you know, like that's like the big picture. But I think like just setting those small goals of you don't know what's possible. Reminding, you know, back then I could have never seen what we're doing now. Um, so it's just setting those like small goals every year of like, how do I start getting my money to work for me and what is possible for me? And I want to kind of circle back to something you said in the beginning um, about, you know, you thought you were going to like leave your industry. And I think that that is so common in I mean, we talk to people all day long who are like, I just want to get out of my job and get out of my W-2 job, right? But the, do they really want to get out of that? Because, you know, or do they want to passively invest, right? So like just really examining because the grass is not greener on the other side. So like really doubling down on what you really want and, you know, not just doing what the, everybody around you is doing. Because I feel like sometimes you get in those bigger rooms and you're like, oh, I have to do what they're doing when really there's possibilities where you're at right now. You just have to start searching for what's going to complement what you're doing. Oh my gosh. And that resonates with me too, because when it is, it is hard for someone who is an ideas person and a dreamer like me, and, and I, I guess they call it shiny object syndrome. Like it's always the next thing that seems more exciting, but a lot of times also well, really just more exciting, right? Because I think if you're excited about something, you want to show up and do it. But what I've really learned and I talk a lot about too, is like, if you're not dedicated to why you're doing that thing, the excitement wears off real fast when you got to start mm -hmm. doing the work or when shit goes wrong or it doesn't go as planned or someone doesn't pay you or like people cancel, you know, it's, it's that immediate like, oh, well then it's not as exciting. I shouldn't do it. So I think for me, especially like thinking that I needed to get out of the industry, which is my job, right? Doing hair, owning the salon was the way, was the way. And I also now in hindsight realize it wasn't. And so it's, it's a matter of, I think, being educated on how you can start to invest and like how you can make the money you are making work for you. Cause I'm sure you've seen people who don't make tons of money 
figure out ways to invest. And I don't think it's just a straight, there's only one way, like you better have enough to buy the single family home or bust. Like it's, there's people like you met your mentor who helped put the loan in there and uh, people that will carry papers for you on certain buildings or let you take over loans or there's so many different ways that I think people aren't even aware of that that's where I love that we're having this conversation because even if you just listen to this and you're still not quite understanding what we're talking about because we're not giving you super detailed information, like you're at least getting curious around well, I do make an extra this much a month. What could I be doing with it? Um, so can you talk on how people can start to just like pay attention to ways? I mean, and your sister, you said is in the industry, right? So you probably are very versed on like how this industry is. And, you know, we come into cash very easily on busy weeks, right? And so I think sometimes what's really hard for people is we don't always have like that steady stream. We're not on salary. Um, the market can be volatile sometimes for, you know, holidays or if we're in a pandemic or a recession or something's going on that doesn't help us in a situation. Um, I think that really holds people back from letting go of large chunks of money or figuring out ways to make their money work for them. They just stay in that grind. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple thoughts around this. Um, first of all, like, I think like setting up, I don't really like budgets. Like I, I hate that word even because it has such like a scarcity part to it, but there's a couple of things that we have done for years that I think have that would really help anybody who's listening to this. And that is we set um, three different accounts. So I like to tell people to go open three different accounts and have it, you know, a separate account. So it's not, and some of them even put it at different banks. So it's not easy to just transfer over. Um, but, you know, especially in a time where, you know, figure out like what you need, like that's the, the biggest thing is like, what do I need to just basic things, not like lifestyle, not, you know, going out to dinners, maybe you put, figure out a couple of those, but like, what are your basic needs, first of all? And then as your money's coming in, this is something that we've done since the beginning is we've set 10% aside and you can adjust these numbers according to, you know, what you feel you can make it on, right? So maybe you have to start out with 5% or 2%, but one of them is to um, an investment account. So you set literally 10% into this investment account so that you're building some kind of a cash. Um, and then so some weeks you're going to be able to stuff quite a bit more in there, right? Because you have a, a busier week or you're a busier, it's a busier season and you're just putting it in there and it's waiting for the opportunities because most of the time when opportunities come, we're like, well, I don't have any, any cash. And um, it just creates like this this motivation inside of you that like, I'm looking for opportunities. And it's almost like a intention that you're setting aside of like, this is for opportunities for me to invest in. So that's one of them that we do. Um, I'm going to give you my other ones, but that's the most important one. Um, we do one for giving 10% for giving that also breaks that cycle of um, feeling scarcity or, you know, even like sometimes, I don't know if you can relate to this, but Sometimes when you see people with money, we have a mindset of, oh, they have money, they must be greedy, right? And so it makes us like resist getting money into our hands. So when you can realize that like the more, more money you make, the more you can give, the more you can help people. So if you can start out doing that now, just setting that money aside and you can give to an organization that you want, or you can just have it sit there and wait for opportunities just like you would your investment one. And then that. another one that we do, um, and you don't have to do all of these, but this is just things that we have done, um, is we set aside a vacation fund because most of the time it's really hard to take that vacation if you don't set the intention to begin with. So same thing, 10% to that. So then you're basically living off of 70% of your income. Um, and you get used to that's the way that you're living. And as you're doing this, you're building these cash 
um, funds that are going to be available when an investment um, opportunity comes to you. Um, and then also with the with the investment thing, we have rarely, even though we had money, we have rarely put down very much cash on anything. So I just want to like bring that up. It's more about getting creative. And we always talk about there's three Ds, even in this, um, it's, I'm going to talk specifically about real estate, but even in this time right now where the market is crazy, there are still deals out there. You just have to be a little more creative or know the right people. So getting yourself financially educated, um, learning what the market is doing and learning from people who are talking about that. But there's, we always talk about there's three Ds when you're finding deals, death, divorce, and don't want ums. And most of the time, some if you're going, going to get a deal where somebody's going to carry it, I mean, you think about somebody dies and their kids, maybe they have a house and the kids are like, we don't want to deal with this. Maybe it was a rental. Maybe it was their home. We don't want to deal with this. Take it off of our hands, right? So it's not a bad thing when you're talking about death. Sometimes people are like, oh, you're taking advantage. No, you're actually helping them because they don't want to deal with that, right? Yeah. Um, divorce, same thing. Like usually they're just, they want to be parted ways. They want to get rid of whatever things they have together um, and they're ready to move on. So you're helping them to bring closure to that as well. And then the don't want them, these ones, there are so many of these. And this can, this is with businesses. Um, even if you're, you know, wanting to buy a salon, I'm sure you can find somebody who has a salon that doesn't want to own a salon anymore. Right. Yeah. Yes. So the don't want them are everywhere. Um, there's, we're coming into a time where there are so many people who owned, you know, the baby boomer, boomers owned businesses. Um, and I like to call them boring businesses, um, or real estate, but they're just, they're tired. They don't want to do it anymore. And so when you can add some value in maybe what's happening now, bring some freshness to that business, there's opportunity there. So those are kind of my little tips of just getting started out in, and then like looking at yourself, I think, you know, hair hairstylists or beauty, beauty people, they, that you guys make really good money. You can make really good money. So just getting your focus of like, what, what is my end goal? How do I start replacing some of this money I am trading my time for? Because most of you are doing this because you love it. So you probably don't want out, but how do I start replacing this income so that I can choose to work if I want to? And I think it's, it, it may be that you're still so passionate about doing the craft, but what's the end re end goal when you want to retire? Are you going yeah. to let your body tell you when that is, or are you going to let the fact that, you know, you, you've not saved enough in retirement force you to keep working until you're 70, even though your body's telling you otherwise, or you, it's not as exciting anymore. I think that's the part where people can't see past like a year or two. So mm -hmm. how, how do you help paint the picture for people who are still like in it? They've, they're building their business um, and it could be any trading time for money type of a service-based business, yep. right? So I talked to a lot of like massage, personal trainers, everyone kind of like who, like accidental independent entrepreneurs, even if you work in a building or for a salon or whatever, you're still running your own book of business. Um, how do you start to paint that picture of like the big picture focus? I know you guys kind of decided that you would take the extra income from the business and invest in these um, single family homes, but you know, where, if people are interested in real estate, like I know we've got the three accounts going the 10%. So when we're ready for opportunity, but how do you help like your clients? Cause I know you do work with people one-on-one. -on -one. How do you help paint that big picture vision for what that was even possible for what them or what they might want? Cause again, you said your coach asked you, what do you guys want in five to 10 years? Like, how do you see that playing out? Do you kind of ask those same similar questions that worked for you guys? 
Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the biggest thing is what do you want? <laughs> what do you really want? My husband has like these five questions he always asks, but the first one is what do you really want? Because most of the time we're, you know, we have a mission where like, I'm going to become a hairstylist or I'm going to become a massage therapist, whatever that looks like for you. And, you know, you're not thinking past that. And I think so many times we do ourselves a disservice by not looking 10 years down the road. And you know what, like, this is the crazy part is you're going to plan for 10 years down the road and you're going to be a totally different person. So it's not even about that, like who I'm going to be in 10 years. I can't fathom right now, but if I were to paint a picture um, and really tap into what, what I want to be, how do I want to be spending my time? Who do I want to be spending my time with? Um, do How many hours a week do I want to work? And so when you can start thinking about the future of where you want to be, then you can work it backwards and and really plan that accordingly. So if if that's the case, if I only if I'm working 40 hours a week now, and I know in 10 years I'm going to have some grandkids, let's say, and I want to be able to be available to them, and I only want to work two days a week, and I you know maybe 10 hours a week. How do I start thinking outside of the box? And there's so many different ways besides real estate to make extra income. Um, you could do courses. You can do many opportunities for that. You can rent your car out. Literally, there's there's never been a better time to have extra streams of income. But I love to talk about real estate because you're building an asset when you're investing in real estate. So could you buy it? Like my sister, for instance, you talked about my sister being a hairstylist. She was a hairstylist, made great money, did really well for herself. So she bought a duplex. She lived in one side of it, rented out the other side of it. She's since moved out of that, has a different house, her house that she lives in, and she still has that as an income property. So it's really just thinking outside of the box and getting yourself financially educated um, of what is possible out there. And then asking yourselves those questions of what do I really want and what do I want my life to look like in 10 years? Yeah. And I think it's really hard sometimes for people to see big picture when they maybe are new to the industry. And like you said, they've just, they're so excited about becoming a hairdresser and they're just trying to build their book of business. But I think that's one of the things that was a disservice for those of us who started 20 years ago that didn't have any of this insight, you know, and that's why I'm doing this podcast with you because I want people, whether you're a year into the industry, five years, 10 years, it's never too late to start putting these 10% into different accounts to give yourself an opportunity to take advantage of an opportunity. Um, because basically you're creating the opportunity for yourself by saving the money. Uh, and like you said, you will, they will, the things will start to appear and then being able to choose what you want to go into based off past or based off of what might interest you. But again, I love how you touched on maybe what's not so sexy. Like, you know, it's funny about mobile home parks. So my mom's been in the mobile home industry for since I was little. She is a broker and she has a business out here where she has a uh, office of like 25 agents and she's been slanging mobile homes for as long as I can remember. And, you know, we, we joke sometimes because it's plug and play. Like she's got the business is just doing amazing. And I say, anytime I'm struggling in like my entrepreneur, I was like, I should just come work for you. And she's like, can you get excited about selling mobile homes? And I'm like, <laughs> I think, I think that's the the funny part when I ask her and I say, I say, well, there's always aspects of every business, even though doing hair is fun and sometimes feels, I guess, sexy and exciting. It's still a work. It's still a grind. And um, I'm like, you figured out how to make selling mobile homes like sexy and exciting for you because you're helping people with affordable housing. You're giving your agents like, um, you know, a great commission on their sales and you're building team and you're helping the community and yada, yada, yada. But um, 
it's just, it's one of those things where I doubt that's what she ever saw herself doing, but she fell into a niche and she learned about it and she went like all in and mm -hmm. she, through that industry has bought multiple properties as well. She owns apartment, like same sort of like thing as you. And so I think, you know, back to, you know, the people who are just starting out knowing that if you just set this money aside and I guess, yeah, you're right. Budgeting kind of sounds like a little scarce, but it also sounds really smart. Like mm -hmm. it sounds like, you know, and that was one of the shifts that my mom gave me when I was younger. And, you know, I was, I was spending it faster than I could make it was she's like, it's really fun to watch your bank account grow. She's like, you should try that game versus how fast can I spend this 500 bucks? I just made at this wedding at Nordstrom's later on this afternoon. She's like, because clothes and shoes are great. Bags are amazing. She's like, but at the end of the day, that's not a true asset. You know, some people would argue that bags are, but you know what I mean? Like a true yeah. asset that like could be, a, you know, a rental thing. And maybe if you do have a stash of bags, you can rent them out. Just like you mentioned in the course, yes. <laughs> you know, who's my, you know, who's my favorite about like just making anything like, like Shaleen Johnson always talks about this in her, in her content is if you need money for something, there are 500 ways in your own home that you could figure out how to drum up a hundred bucks, 500 bucks, you know, selling your services or selling the shit that you have or putting things on Poshmark. She's like, sell all your shoes, drop it down to one pair of tennis shoes. I dare you. I dare you to tell me you don't have money when you have it sitting in your house to, to slang. And I think that's the mindset shift of people don't want to go into too much scarcity in order to plan for their future. Like I literally, I wanted to slap myself this morning when I went to my local coffee shop. And do you want to know how much my latte was this morning? <laughs> it was over $10 mm -hmm. for Inflation. a fucking coffee. <laughs> no, I said to the guy, I was like, oh, I'll take the, my, my oat milk latte. And I like, I kind of feel like I want a large today. I always get a small because I don't need that much. Can you tell I'm like talking really fast? And I got an extra shot and he rang it up. And of course, now every screen pops up with the tip. So you feel like you can't not tip them. So I was like, oh, I'm already spending nine fifty. What's another dollar? So ten dollars and fifty cents I spent on a latte. I could have, I could have, you know, I walked away and I was like, okay, don't ever say you don't have money for something if you are willing to spend ten dollars on a fucking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never gonna get that time back that I sat in line. I'm never gonna get that ten dollars back that I wasted on the coffee. Um, so it's like, where can you find the time to create more money too? So I think getting like resourceful um, around like the ways that you diversify your income, even in the salon and maybe allocate those funds. Like say you work, you know, Tuesday through Friday right now, maybe work two Saturdays a month and take all of that and put that into your number one account, which is the investment one. Right. Um, and same with people who are like, I want, I just want to work less and make more. What do you, what do you say to those people? Cause I get, I get new coaching clients in and they're maybe doing really well. And that's the first thing they want to say to me. I want to work less and make more. And I said, how about we work the same and make more first and then figure out what to do with that more. And then let that more tell us that we can take some of that time off. But you know, Chris Harder does this and I'm sure you, you reverse engineer numbers with your people too. When you're bringing them on, it's like, what do you want? It's kind of the same as what do you need? So you talked about get, you know, what, what do you need to like operate? It's really like your hard numbers, right? Like what, yep. what is that number you need to crack every month in order to like live the life you're living right now? Again, not with the $10 lattes, but like just your hard numbers to keep a roof over your head, everybody fed, um, and then move from there as to like what actually needs to be done. Because I think often we think we need to make more than we really do to do the things we think we want to do. And that was one of those things I shared this story a while ago, but I want to share it again is, you know, when I sat in that mastermind room, Chris Harder, I feel like kind of did me a little disservice, or maybe it was someone who was teaching in there. I don't want to blame him, but 
they sat with us and they were like, okay, if you could come up with a dream number that you could make, what would that number be? Okay, everybody write it down. I don't know. I just wrote down $5 million. It felt big. It felt sexy. It felt yummy. I had no idea like what that meant. It was just a number. And so through my transition into coaching and into pivoting from my behind the chair into other things, you know, I, at the time was only making just under 200,000. My brain couldn't see how I could go from 200,000 to $5 million. It just wasn't there based off of what I knew at the time. And so instead of working my way new in, a, in an industry that I, I was willing to make $50,000 a year, um, I was making zero in my quote new business. And so it kind of messed me up a little bit until I heard another podcast episode that he did with Rob Murgatroyd talking about what, what, what is it actually going to cost to live your dream life? Then go from that number and pull back the curtain of like, where am I? And how do I get to that dream number first? And I think Rob tells the story. His number was also like five or six million a year he thought he needed to make in order to live this life that he wanted. And once they did the numbers and he like painted the picture of what he would do every day and how much it would cost, it was like, I don't know, $600,000. Well, 600,000 is still a good chunk of money every year, obviously, but like it's far different than trying to make 5 million a year. (laughs) So that like gave me so much permission. I was like, well, what is my dream number? Like, what do I actually need to make? And it's a lot less than 5 million. So for now, that helped give me peace of mind of like, well, I am on the right track. And if I just get smarter with what I have now, I could eventually double that and then triple that. And then before you know it, hopefully I'm at the point where it's to that big fancy number that I shouted earlier. But, you know, I think having perspective on what to do with your money, even if it's just small amounts. And I love that you shared like you didn't actually have to put down a ton when you got into some of these properties. You can get creative. So are there like ways that people can learn about how to get creative? Is it just hiring a coach and that's going to teach you a financial literacy when it comes to that? Um, yes. I, I think like hiring a coach is probably the quickest way you're going to get there, but there's so many free resources. Yeah. And I think that's the best place to start. If you're really interested in that, like so many free resources. I love Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Um, he's great on teaching just basic financial education. Um, his book Probably one of my favorites, Cashflow Quadrant. I don't know if you have read that, but it's absolutely life-changing and the way that you think about life and the way that we've been taught um, how to be successful. And so I think that one's a great one to start. And then even you talking about, um, you know, setting aside and, and having this number, like there's so the budgeting piece is huge and it's it does seem like daunting to like put it all out on paper but you don't know until you don't even know what you're shooting for if you don't know where you stand now um so i love that you brought that that aspect back up because you know when you're if you would have just kept shooting for that 5 million you probably would have gave up right because it's it's unattainable to you right now and who you are as a person so if you can pull the pull it back and be like what does that actually look like it's yeah. much easier for us to approach. And then there's a book called um, Richest Man in Babylon. Uh, we listen to this book probably once or twice a year and have, we got it for our wedding anniversary from one of Mike's uncles. And um, it's, it's a fable. It's kind of funny, like to listen to, it kind of sounds like the Bible, but um, there's just the way that they talk, but there's one principle in there and it's pay yourself first. And so many times people, you know, we're like, we're going to buy our groceries. We're paying for the, the electricity to be on in our house. We're paying everybody before we pay ourselves. And so that's why that investment account, that is for you to multiply your money. You're, you're not living just so you can, 
you know, live in your house and you're, you're living so that you, you know, you're working so you can create something who's that's going to multiply. So then when you start sending out that 10%, then they're going to, those, I like to call them my little soldiers, like my little money soldiers, they go out, get more money, bring it back. And so that's how that duplication, you know, you hear about, you know, speaking of the $10 coffee, you always hear like, if you didn't buy that $10 coffee, you'd be a millionaire by, you know, and it, and I don't really like that. So think about it in the other way of, okay, if this compounds, by me investing it, where will I be? How can I like set that money aside and start compounding that to create, like you're saying, double and double. If you, if you double a penny, what's it going to be? If you double a penny every day, what will it be in three years? Right. I don't even know what that would be, but it's probably way more than what we're thinking. If you just like guessed, so go get your calculator out and double a penny every day and it will, it will grow. But I think, you know, just really you deserve to be paid first. Why are you doing this anyways? And it's not to eat, (laughs) like literally setting that money aside to pay yourself first. So I think, you know, starting out with, you know, listening to podcasts and um, reading books is the very first place that you need to start. Don't go just hire like the first coach because you got to kind of get a little bit um, of your own own foundation built before you go hire a coach, because you might just hire the first coach you find, and maybe they're not the right fit for you. So, and I love like kind of staying in the industry with people who are doing more than what you're, what you're wanting to do. So I love like you, you know, being that example to, to people right now, because you're showing them like there's a better path and we can still be passionate about what we're doing too. Definitely. And and if anybody's listening, that's my age, I'm in my early forties, I'm 41. Like I look back at where my mom was in her forties. And that was when she first started like doing this kind of shit with her money. I think, you know, she had three small kids. It was just a matter of like making ends meet. And then when the business started doing well, it was like, what do I do with my money? And that I know even buying this first property that she did in the middle of nowhere, it was still scary. And it was still an investment. It was still like, you have to manage the property and manage the renters and all the things. But then she bought the next one. And then she came into the place where she was able to then buy my great grandmother passed away. So she bought her duplex that are you know there's four apartments there and then the next thing came along and it was like you know she was just open to that's where she was putting her money and so I've seen what she was able to do from 40 to she's 60 now so in those 20 years it's like the penny doubling she doubled Mm -hmm. the one thing then doubled the next thing then doubled the next thing and it's like it's so amazing to watch and so now like we had dinner the other night we had this conversation she's like I could retire, but what would I do? She's like, it's fun now. It's just printing money. Her, she deployed her soldiers, like you were saying, and they went yeah. out and they made her more money. And now she has the choice at 60 to go to the office still. But what a great feeling that must be to not have to be there. So that is that is what drives me and makes me work so hard to get this information out to people because I want you, like you said, exactly, to have a choice, right? Because how great would it be to feel to write a check for $50,000 to your favorite like charity? Or if you know somebody needed medical whatever to cut them a check for 10 grand or if your poor dog hurt their leg. Like Chris always tells the story of wanting to make enough money that you know the vet tells you something's 10 grand for a test. You're like, fine, you know, do it. Yeah. So it's like, that's what drives me. And it's, it's sometimes sad for me when I, I get new clients and they're like, I don't, I don't want to be rich. That's not why I want to make more money. And I'm like, well, what do you want? And they're like, well, I, you know, I just wanted to have like a decent, nice car. I want to live in a pretty nice place. I want to be able to vacation. I want to, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, bitch, you need to be fucking rich then. Like you need to be making money so that you can have those choices. Otherwise you're going to be trading time for money for the longest time. Um, but before I let you go, I, we, we haven't even talked about how great of a relationship you have and the fact that you get to do this with your partner. That's something I admire so much about what you and Mike do. And the fact that you've like, 
been able to future cast this all and grow together. And I think a lot of couples don't get that, you know, they don't, they don't roll together. They don't have the same common vision or mission, especially if you marry at 19, like you don't even know who you are then, you know, you're like, <laughs> I don't even know what I want. I just kind of maybe know what I don't want. Um, so you got, you guys have been able to do all of this together. What does that like look like in a partnership? Like, what does it feel like to be able to like lay in bed at the end of the night and just be like, high five or yeah, I guess probably some days have someone to cry with too. Yeah. Or hit each other. You never know. <laughs> like you were a jerk today. Um, yeah, we definitely don't have a perfect relationship. Um, but I think, you know, one of the keys to our relationship has always been that vision casting of we've always been big dreamers and, um, not judging like what, how that came about. So like when we opened our plumbing and HVAC company, it wasn't like we were like, Oh, we can't wait to open this plumbing and HV like we're so passionate about plumbing but it was the end goal so I think like really you know how we were talking about what do you really want really getting crystal clear on what you want your life to look like and then playing that same game with your partner so you know we play all the time like what what would it be cool if you know or the stupid idea time speaking of Rob, Robert uh, Murgatroff like that that thing putting those things out there creates um it creates like momentum and then you're on a mission, even if you're not doing the exact same thing. I think that we do ourselves a disservice by saying you are in your lane doing what you do and I do what I do and then we're married. No, like how is your, what you're doing in your career and what I'm doing in my career aligning with each other for the same goal? What is our together goal? We each are individuals, right? Like we don't lose our individuality because I think a powerful couple has very much defined individuality, but how do you bring that together? Because you can accomplish so much more with two people. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. And I think even for me with my newer partner, like he's in corporate and I'm over here. And often I say things to him that I feel are very much like, well, you're in corporate, like you don't know. And you know, you think this is all shiny and fun over here. Like I'm very <laughs> negative about it as if he doesn't work hard too. And I think there's a point where, because it's, I mean, it's only been a year and a half that we've been dating, but the intention is to have a long-term relationship and get married. So, you know, it's like, how do both of our careers align to the point where we're both working with the same common things in, in mind? Um, and I think that's with any partnership, whether it's a business partnership, a friend partnership, you know, I think we often take other relationships that are not marriages and we don't ask those hard questions of like, what is the greater good of our relationship here? Like, how can we both benefit each other? And what's the alignment for that? Like, could you imagine if you started every new friendship out like that? They're like, Hey girl, you're seem really cool. Let's get aligned. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah. like, she's weird, but yeah. it would be so much better to have such intentional friendships and intentional relationships in our lives that might, that might just really change the game, but that's a whole nother tangent. So you also have a podcast. So speaking of listening to great podcasts and having mentors and reading books, you have a podcast that is the, that's called marriage money and mayhem. How did you come up with that title? Cause I freaking love that title. <laughs> well, I just was thinking, you know, I really wanted to help couples with be aligned. I love to talk about money. And then there's the mayhem and all of that, right? Like, <laughs> like the time craziness. when you're like hitting your husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the craziness of like building things together. And, um, yeah, so I was like, you have to throw may mayhem in there because it's, it's beautiful and it's wonderful, but there's also like a lot of crazy too, that goes in, in with that. So I want to like bring that aspect to it too. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Totally. And then we can't leave without talking about the latest and greatest thing that you have created to really level up the game when it comes to people figuring out how to get into the right investments, especially for women who it's tough sometimes to play in a man's world and to kind of like 
get treated, spoken to, not have the same opportunities, all the things. So you created a company called Rain & Co, which is a female investing company. Um, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Because that is my new, when I saw that you posted that the other day, I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm like, oh, it's, it's just a small fee a month to be a part of this. And then I scrolled down further into the fine print. I'm like, oh, you have to have X amount in assets in order to be qualified. I'm like, new goal accepted. And that <laughs> felt so much different than the $5 million fake goal that I wrote down on my piece of paper where I had no like, vision on how to get there when i read your sales page or just really the what you were talking about for your for your company i was like that to me i can see that i can mm -hmm. see having that amount of investments in order to qualify to play with the big girls like that got me excited and i'm like that is like where my new dedication is i want to acquire that so that i can be in the group of you guys and and be able to have these conversations and the opportunity so um, yeah tell us a little bit about that because it's super exciting yeah, I'm so excited about it. It's really just a community for women. Like you said, there it, there is not a lot of places out there for women. There are some like investment clubs for women, but they're very real estate um, focused. And I really wanted this to be a place where, you know, you can come and ask any question. There's no dumb questions. We answer everything, you know, like a really safe place for us to learn and grow together. Um, but then have that high level of woman in there to network with and maybe do a deal with like, we, you never know what's going to come out of that. Um, so there's the community aspect and then the financial education, because we are not taught this stuff in school. And you guys listening, you're probably like, I have no idea. Like I didn't know all these things. I didn't either. And so I really want to bring that financial education piece, you know, tax advisors, lawyers, how do we structure things within our business? Um, and then the mindset piece too, which we talked a little bit about today, but I think that's probably the foundation of what is the mindset of a wealthy person and how do we step fully into her and then um, the investment opportunities. So we're going to be bringing investment opportunities to the group. Uh, these will be vetted by me. So there'll be things that I would invest in um, so that they're really going to be deals where you're going to get cash flow and it's going to be building your assets. So I want it to be to build that confidence in the women. And the cool thing is you don't have to invest in each of these, but you'll have the opportunity to, and you'll learn as we're going through these deals, you're going to learn what your investment um, strategy is. And if this aligns with that end goal, how we were talking about, you know, we'll really focus on that too, of like, what is the why, what is the end goal? Um, so that's kind of the gist of it right now. It is for accredited investors. And if you don't know what that is, you have to make 200,000 a year or 300,000 in your household, or have 1 million in assets. That's what you're talking about the net worth, um, not including your, your home. So, you know, the credit investor is just somebody who's making um, more money than probably the average person. And the reason for this barrier is so because we are going to be bringing opportunities that you're required to be that. So that's kind of the barrier to entry. And um, yeah, I'm super excited about it. That's so cool. Um, so who are some of the mentors that you continuously like seek? I know you gave us some really good book ones. You guys, that'll all be in the show notes. So you don't, if you're driving or walking, you can just click and uh, we'll have these links so you can go grab these books. Um, but like, do you continuously listen to specific people right now that keep you motivated or keep you in the know? Mm, that's such a good question. I don't know about you, but I kind of go through like phases of who I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, so I do always recommend Robert Kiyosaki. I think he's great if we're talking strictly like money, real estate, investing. Yes. Um, so he's he's a pretty common one for me. Um, there's one called Get Rich Education. He's an incredible teacher. Um, so that's one that I 
I listen to quite a bit just to kind of keep my pulse on what's happening. Um, and then there's a woman, Kathy Fecky, who also has been a great mentor to me um, in the real estate and investing world. Um, that being said, I'm, I've listened to Chris Harder. Like I listen to multiple, um, I have multiple mentors and just depending on what I'm doing at the time or what I'm focusing on, which I think is really important to know yeah. what you should be focusing on and who you should be listening to during that season of your life. So totally. So what season of your life are you in right now? Can I ask you that? Ah, uh, so it's so funny. I thought Mike and I just did a podcast on this, you know, we speaking of setting those 10 year goals, um, we, one of our goals was to take the whole year off. Our daughter, our youngest graduated this year. Awesome. And so, you know, way back in the day, I was like, you know, we're work busting our asses, like working so much. And I'm like, when all of our kids graduate, I want to take a year off and just travel. And so it's funny. Cause I don't want to do that at all now. Like I'm like ready to like put my head down and, and do some work. But I think it's so important that you set those goals for the future because what happened is because we had that goal, we started shifting things in our business. We started structuring everything so that we were able to do that. And we could right now take a year off if we wanted. Um, but I'm really focused on really empowering women and bringing that educational piece. Um, so my season right now, I'm in a, I'm in becoming an empty nester, which is exciting and crazy and sad and all of the feelings. Right. Yeah. But um I, I love my kids' ages right now. It's been really fun to watch them grow into who they want to be and help them with their passions as well. So I think I'm just in a season of really planting, I guess, with them and then with women too, of like what's possible for them and throwing the ladder down. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Putting that hand back and just making sure everybody has access to like all the things you now know. I mean, that's got to feel so good. It's like, that's a huge give back even in itself, even if it's somewhat of a business, like it's, it's people who keep all that information to themselves. That's not fair. It's like, we can't level up unless we are doing that. And, you know, I'm sure as much as you know, you know, there's people that know more than you. And that's the cool thing about networking and the access of like you starting this and being able to like, if you don't know the answers to some of the questions, like you'll go find it. You'll go yes. bring that resource into the group. Um, and that's incredible. And I think when people really trust where information is coming from and you have the track record to prove like, Hey, I've done this and I have these things. Like I'm a good person to like learn all this shit from. Um, you're so like humble and unassuming. Like I just, that's what I said. Like, I'm like, when I read everything, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is amazing <laughs> bulls, but also so like, you guys are so grounded in just who you are. You and your husband just come off as just so like lovable and like normal. If I can use that word, like nobody's normal, but you know, I love it. I love it so much and it feels accessible. And I think that's what gives people like me and maybe anybody else in my shoes or somewhat in the beauty industry, like, okay, maybe this isn't so far-fetched. I can't like get on the train right now. So even at my age, like you guys, we're going to write all this in the show notes, but get those three accounts going. If you haven't set something like that aside, if you're still just, you know, slinging money into one account, you don't even have a separate business account, come talk to me. But these three <laughs> accounts sound so like easy to do 10% is 10%, right? And so on those months where we have really big numbers coming in, like it's going to feel like a bigger chunk and how exciting to be able to put that amount of money away. Um, and then who doesn't want to save for a vacation? Like, I want to know that I have that money set aside so that when an opportunity for a girl's trip pops up that I can just say yes to it rather than like feeling scarcity that I'm going to have to work a ton more in order before I leave. Right. Cause we always stress ourselves out like that. Um, but, and also the piece that also felt very, 
freeing is the permission that you gave us and not thinking we had to have huge chunks of money to put down that there are ways to get creative to get into different deals and if that's something you guys are interested in just start like looking for those opportunities and in this industry we talk to so many clients you would be mm-hmm. surprised at how many opportunities i've had literally sitting in my chair with even my small um, base amount of clientele and i only work part-time so for those of you who work full-time like the way that we speak about getting in these high level rooms i challenge you if you maybe aren't in a position to get into one of those rooms you're you literally have that next person sitting in your chair asking them a question that will direct you to the next answer or put you in touch with the next person hey do you know anybody who's a good you know person to talk to about this hey i was thinking about maybe getting into this do you know anybody and you know you might not even know something about that person they're like well i actually do that or i do know somebody or my sister does that so i think when you get into the idea that you can get resourceful with what you do have, which is like the clientele you do have and asking and chatting and getting more curious with even the small amount of base of network that you do have. So, I mean, if we don't talk about what we want, it's never going to come to fruition. And if we have something to, to share, we're also never going to get anybody to buy it, sign up for it if we don't talk about it. So thank you for starting the podcast. Thank you for showing up as big as you do. Thank you for giving us your time on this. I think we're going to have to like circle back around and do a second episode um, based off what like questions might come in from this episode. So if you're listening to this and you do have questions, um, you know, shoot them to us and we'll we'll do a follow up episode where maybe we can answer more, um, you know, pointed questions around some of this kind of stuff. So if you love this episode, you guys go fo- follow Kara, obviously download, subscribe to her podcast uh marriage money and mayhem and uh do you have any parting words i i I love to talk about non-negotiables and i know you're someone who probably has a pretty decent schedule going on in their life what is like morning rituals or what are your go-tos so that you are taken care of that you make sure your boxes are checked um so my one of my non-negotiables every day i walk every morning um that's kind of my time with god and to move my body so that's like a major non-negotiable i go through seasons of morning routines where i'll read i'm pretty i'm a pretty big fan of miracle morning um where you meditate read but it's like a long list of things so sometimes i only pick a couple of those and do them but usually i read and um walk no matter what every day and then another non-negotiable is setting aside time for um my marriage so date night every week no matter what and then also with our kids like making sure we keep them a priority in contact with them especially them moving out you know now at this age so just making sure that i'm keeping that a priority totally oh my god that's good i've never looked at what the miracle morning is so i'm gonna i'm gonna research that and check that out i feel like i have a pretty decent like little thing that i do in the morning too but i'm always looking to like switch it up a little bit or make it more exciting. Cause I know sometimes people are like, I'm not a morning person or I don't want to read or there's certain, like you got to find your own thing, right? Same with like mm-hmm. working out. If you don't love running, then don't run. There's 500 other things you could do. Yes. So yeah, I think the number one thing I find across the board for anybody who has a high level of success is some sort of routine, whether it's a morning routine, an evening routine or both. Um, and just things that are total non-negotiables, like checking in with your husband, the date nights, making sure your family's good. So again, if you guys are at a place where you don't have those things set up in your life, I challenge you to not only get those bank accounts set up, but also set up your structured routines somewhat throughout the day. Also routine doesn't sound as sexy like budgeting, but trust me, those people that are doing those things are the ones getting shit done. Um, and yeah, we're just sending you guys so much love and just bringing you education on, on ways that you can step it up and grow your bank account so that you can have a bigger impact and do more crazy fun things. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun and such an honor. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The badass independent lady boss dreaming out the window. 
I see you. I get you because I was you. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're sick of trying to fit into the same boring business owner-shaped box as every other stylist and creative entrepreneur out there. Maybe you're more than ready to expand and explore your personal brand. Maybe you're just a little scared to show up as your authentic self and stand out. Maybe you're just curious about how to best diversify your revenue streams and create new opportunities. You know, make it rain. Maybe you're just ready to manifest the life you've always imagined, but you've stayed too busy in the doing. You guys, you know, it's Jess here, your brand and business mentor for creative independent stylists and entrepreneurs and the founder of the Beauty Insiders membership, right? We're going to get right to it. I know how it feels to be ready for more because until a few years ago, I was standing right where you are today, doing everything that everyone else said I should, but never really feeling like it was enough, like it was right. I had dreams of starting a podcast, amplifying my voice, writing a book, stepping out from behind the chair and onto the stage, coaching and empowering other creative badass ladies like you to follow their own dreams. And it wasn't until the pain of staying stuck got stronger than my fear of starting something new that I decided to take action. I decided enough was enough. I sought out other like-minded, independent, and creative badasses, developed a community focused on empowering, educating, and inspiring each other to confidently pursue big dreams and ideas, to get out of our own way and live a life aligned with our bigger purpose. And just like that, the Beauty Insiders membership was born. The Beauty Insiders membership is an exclusive members-only hangout designed with you in mind. So not only is it a place for me to share with you all the golden nuggets I've learned through the process of nurturing a crazy idea into a thriving community, organizing sold-out events, hosting soon-to-be-a-top-rated podcast, and building a six-figure business with basically a wing and a prayer, but it's a place for you to share your journey as well because I firmly believe that we're not meant to grow at it alone. This was my membership previously offered at $500 a month, but it's currently available for only $25 a month. And so according to my latte that I paid $10 for this morning, that's less than the cost of a cocktail and appetizer. The doors opened August 1st. If you're joining us a little bit later, whenever you hear this ad on this episode, I challenge you to ask yourself, do you have time for two monthly calls a month where you're gonna get real-time Q&A with a variety of different industry professionals that I'm bringing on? Do you wanna expand your networking opportunities? Do you wanna be part of a private community filled with other badasses like yourself? then you definitely need to click on the link and check out what this is all about. I am inviting you personally because I feel like it's something that is so, so needed. And without community, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. I would not have this podcast. I would not have a platform that's helping me amplify my voice and get education and opportunities into the hands of people like you. And so for that, I'm so grateful that you're here listening and tuning in. It always means the world when you share this podcast with other people. And I just really want to touch base with you and get to know you more. So check out the link and let me know if this is the right fit for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people so until next time be you unapologetically